Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, Michelle Seeger. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting, Life Unscripted. I'm so grateful to have you here this wonderful evening. You're going to share your latest book, The Joy of Choice, How to Finally Achieve Lasting Change in Eating and Exercise, which is really important. We touched on it just before hitting the go button, that we're about to enter that tricky season of holidays where people get into a mess of trouble, probably fall off the exercise wagon as well, and then beat themselves up and try to do those those resolution thingies where they often fall off the wagon there too, but we'd like to help them make lasting changes in this area and, and make it a wonderful lifestyle that is not begrudging, but exciting. Absolutely. And, you know, I, when I talk about this, I think it's really important for people to know, and I, and I really want to say this is that when people fall off the wagon, when they feel like failures, even though it happens again and again, it is not people's fault. And mm. there's a really good reason. So I think we need to start out with this new lifestyle change, yeah. understanding why we haven't, most of us, some mm. of us have, but most of us have not succeeded with sticking with healthy eating and exercise because we've been given a formula in society that actually sets us up to fail. And um, that formula revolves around the idea that we have been taught to set very specific goals, make very specific plans to achieve those goals. And when something unexpected arises to our plans and we can't do what we had planned to do, our brains like naturally innately go to this all or nothing thinking. And so in that way that works is we can't do the all. Mm -hmm. So there's only one other option. It's nothing, nothing. Yeah. And, and then we quote unquote fall off the wagon. So mm -hmm. that's why we haven't succeeded the, but that's the old story of behavior change. And the new story of behavior change 
is based on science, not on convention. There's no science that says we should be aiming to hit a bullseye every time. There, That is not based in science. That's just based on what we've been taught to do over many years because exercise and eating has come out of a medical paradigm, which is prescription-based. And of mm. course, prescriptions are very specific. So mm. that's why we believe that. But the good news is, is that the science shows us that when we do when we can't do what we hope to do, if we do it imperfectly, if we're flexible and do something instead of nothing, then we're much more likely to stick with it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I can attribute to that. I'd have... I wasn't always on a, you know, let's go and lose weight type of thing, but I had become more increasingly unhappy over the past couple of years as I entered into middle age area of my weight gain. And then when I hit insulin resistance near diabetes, I was like, that I definitely don't like that outcome. Um, but you know, as a friend was saying uh, recently of mine, who is a trainer, he said, you know, in this time period, we've never had a human history where there's been so many foods that are so satiating and yummy and delicious and in such vast variety and and access as modern history. So that's another thing that will make it hard for, I think, if you're looking to eat healthy, when you've got all this food that is tempting, that also tastes good, but not always all that healthy. Absolutely. And so what happens, here's, here's the greater dynamic that mm. happens. So we're in this, whether it's a party or the grocery store, and we're like, oh my gosh, I want that. I want that. I want that. Right? So we have all this desire, but then we have the psychic voice that says, psychic inner voice that says, <laughs> you can't have it. Mm -hmm. You can't have it. You can't have any of it. Mm. And we, there's something called reactance, which is a, mm. a research-based um, and research topic, which shows that human beings, we mere mortals want to rebel against anything that is trying to take away our freedom. And guess what falls into that category? When we tell ourselves, you can't have that, the other part of our, our, our psyche says, I want you, it. <laughs> screw you, I'm going to have it. And yeah. so, and that's what the eating and with the exercise, it's the opposite. The other, that same voice says, you need to exercise just like you planned. You have to sweat for 60 minutes and your head says, screw you. I don't want to do it or I hate it or it's painful, whatever. And so there's this built in rebellion dynamic, which mm. stands on the idea that we have to do it right. Mm. Now think about it. If we didn't, if we didn't have to do it right and we could have a little of something <laughs> and we could participate in the family celebration because we want to, but we also care about respecting our dietary needs, there doesn't need to be any rebellion. And it doesn't mean that we don't overdo it a little bit, but we don't have to overdo it 100% because there's yeah. no rebellion. Yeah. And what I'm getting from you, and this is what I got from my trainer friend as well, is he said, you know, I have all the yummy treats during the Thanksgiving. I mean, uh, my family's Italian for heaven's sake, so I'm not going to go in there and not have lasagna and, and yes. uh, some pie that mom made. But uh, the thing is, there's also one thing that's part of the human culture is that we 
we connect through food. It's a very intimate moment, but I preset ahead of time that I'm going to share in this. And it's already preset that we're going to do this. And then we set up another family tradition, he said, where afterward we go for a, a long walk, you know? Uh, so we burn some of that off because as I was just saying as well, you know, we the whole eating process is very, um, it's kind of spiritual. We connect through food in, in, as human. So I, I think there's all of that tied into it as well. Well, so here's something really interesting. Um, the new research that's looking at um, healthy choices and actually studying the brain um, mm. through neuroscience um, is showing that our, our choices, and this isn't new, this isn't going to be news to you, but I want to reconnect it to the eating conversation, that our relationships with other people are so meaningful um, and it really contributes, our connection with people really contributes to um, our choice making. And so let's, let's, let's mm. go, uh, deconstruct what you just said. So okay. you're saying at the holiday, yeah. being and eating with family is like a spiritual experience. And that is, that maps, you know, it's very meaningful. It's, you know, even reaches that level of spirituality. Mm. So if eating all this wonderful food is connected to that, then of course, in those situations, that is just going to beat out any, you know, any, um, overly restrictive eating plan, but we, but we may go into that family situation thinking I'm going to harness all of my self-control and willpower. So I won't screw it up this time, right? Because it happens yeah. every year, but it's mm -hmm. that whole, if instead of looking at it as a screw up, we said, you know what? Eating with my family is a really important, meaningful, spiritual part of my life. And why on earth would I not want to give participate in this meaningful celebration? So if we did that, but we also said, I may have some eating, new ways of eating that I'm trying to do. Tonight, mm -hmm. maybe I'm going to press pause. It's one night. Mm -hmm. Or we say, you know what? I still do want to do that a little bit. So I'm just going to figure out how to make the perfectly imperfect choices. So I know I'm doing something to respect what I want. Yeah. And also letting myself connect in this way that I know and that mounds of research suggests is super important. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's not an all or nothing thing uh, for me when I got started last year, maybe a year and a half now, I, I had told myself I'm cutting out all sugar and bread and I did it for a time and I knew it wouldn't be forever, yes. but I wanted to bring my sugar levels yes. to a good, a good point so I could be healthy. And now there are times like now we're getting to the holidays where I'm, I'm having a cookie here and there, but it's not a daily occurrence. I think the hard thing, like for me, the cookies, the cakes, whatever, until I sat down with my trainer and we looked and we mapped out and I put on paper what I'm eating. That's one thing I think a lot of people don't realize when I put it on paper, I was like, what? Oh, I was having more sweets than I thought I did yes. and, and mapping it out helps help me see it better. And then we could work on, okay, what are we going to cut? And we didn't do all or nothing. We started with, let's just stop with the sugar and the coffee thing, you know, all the sweeteners and stuff yes. we did there. So it was, a, it was a bit by bit process. And I think if you do it that way to start with, if you're going to make it a lifestyle, it doesn't become so over-consuming. Like, like you said, like you're beating yourself up. Oh my gosh, yes. you got to do this. And it feels more doable. Absolutely. I think doing little pieces at a time is very important, but that's how you plan out how you're going to do it. That 
also, I mean, that's why it's called the joy choice, because even when we plan it out little by little, we're still going to bump up into unexpected challenges. And so the Mm -hmm. question is, do we have the type of mindset and belief system that's going to let us adaptively make our choices Mm -hmm. or is our brain set up to keep knocking our head against the same all or nothing wall again and again and again. And so I think people really, I'm hoping that people really understand that being flexible at those challenges is actually the way that is most, that research suggests and the coaching work I've done too with people is going to be more likely to enable you to make this a lifestyle change than if you are always trying to get it perfectly right. Because if we think, here's something also that I think is really interesting. If we step back from eating and exercise Mm -hmm. and we just think about how we parent and how we work and our relationships with our partners and spouses, never expect to do it exactly right. Mm -hmm. We give ourselves grace in all of these life areas except eating and exercise. So there's this very organic way, natural way we live our lives and it works. And we, you know, typically don't throw our partners out and don't quit our jobs and don't kick our kids out of the house when they make a little mistake. Mm -hmm. But yet that's what we do to ourselves when we make a quote unquote mistake with exercise or eating. And so if we understood the wisdom of the grace by nature, we have to give ourselves in these other life areas. I think it helps help make this idea more common, more understandable. Hmm. Now, share with me two things. One, uh, you mentioned that to have grace and not to beat ourselves up. How much do you think our society plays a role with on TV or what's in the new, you know, newspapers, magazine, whatever, whatever plays a role in us beating ourselves up because we're not perfect. And as well, how much do you see maybe getting outside help? Because for me, I don't think I could have done this without hiring that trainer because I couldn't see without him putting this in front of me and we working together. It was really helpful having that expert for me. Yes. Well, first, your first question is absolutely. Our society, not not just the, the societal messages, especially around eating and exercise have been incredibly rigid and narrow and that's taught our brains how to see it and how to do it so that absolutely has played a huge role the other thing i want to say is working with a good person like you found a good professional can be incredibly helpful and i'm working on a study right now where we're creating an app an eating app and writing messages and the um i was just the nutrition lead was just saying this very thing that you were saying that People don't understand how important it is to keep track of, to record what you eat because you don't know until you see it written down. So Mm -hmm. part of the change has to be a result of you recognizing, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. I'm eating more of that than I understood. And, but again, if you come to it without judgment and just Mm -hmm. as a learning experience, it's like, oh, well, I want to change that. I don't want to do it to that extent. And when you do something small, like you did with the sugar and the coffee, that's a beautiful way to start testing the waters with a new way of being when it comes to eating. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and then it doesn't seem like all or nothing. Like now I feel much more safer and comfortable with, oh, okay, it's been a couple of months. I'm going to have a glass of wine or I'm going to go out and have a, you know, a piece of pie or whatever it is. Yeah. I feel less like, oh my gosh, no, uh, I might right. get diabetes tomorrow. It's like, no, no, it doesn't come on that quickly. But also I found also the new habit of working with this trainer and building my exercise routine has made, I, I think I'm able to process um, foods better now than I was beforehand when I sat on my bum all day long. So I think that has also helped the movement and, and exercise and all that. It's, you know, when we view everything as part of this holistic self-care. So, mm -hmm. you know, we know that exercising our body does things to our cells that metabolize you know, the, the, the substances that we, that are in the foods that we eat, it is, and then maybe you're sleeping better too. And of course that lends itself to less stress during the day and less emotional eating. So yeah. they're really all combined, but I do want to say, as I make that kind of big statement mm -hmm. that it's, I believe in my behavior change work, that it's very important for people to pick one thing to work on not to try to get more sleep and to try to exercise regularly and to try to <laughs> overhaul your diet. Because we're if, we, if we're talking about making changes that can stand the test of time, we have to learn the ins and outs of our daily lives, the chaotic daily lives that we live. So that's why it's better to focus on something and learn how to keep it standing and flex it throughout the unexpected challenges it faces or choice points. And then when we have, when we've got that down, then we can start working on something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that because, you know, I think what causes a lot of people not to even try, and then they finally reach like 70 years old and said, oh, I wish I had done a healthier lifestyle. So my quality of life would be better. It seems so taxing. Like I had 60 pounds to lose, um, in order to get in a good realm of health, um, the doctor felt. And I was like, oh, that seems impossible. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm down to 50. So I'm feeling now it's now I can see the, uh, how do you call it? The finish line. Yes. Uh, but when you get started sometimes to feel, Oh no, that finish line, it's, it's, it's like centuries away. I'll never get there. But like you said, if you take that one step in front of another, then it begins as you begin to have, and this is something my trainer said, how about you celebrate the, the little wins, which yes. I, I never do like, Oh, you lost five pounds. Well, let's celebrate that because for me I'm like well it's not 60 yet <laughs> so you know sometimes it's like uh, giving yourself the it's okay to celebrate the small wins oh uh, this week I didn't touch the sugar stuff or whatever it might be for you uh, but just giving yourself that allowance to celebrate the little wins and it doesn't just sound good that's what the research suggests too believe it or not so there's actually research that shows that when we are self-compassionate and when we do celebrate the wins, no matter how small, mm -hmm. um, instead of being judgmental and thinking it should be better or we shouldn't have made that whatever, that actually better supports high quality ongoing motivation for doing it. Mm -hmm. And so that is, you know, I think it's important that people know that the things that you are saying is supported by, a, you know, a very established base in science. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping anyone who's feeling 
demoralized or like I had when I got started, like, oh, this is just so taxing. Uh, realize, that, you know, it's a journey. If we're going to make this a lifestyle, it's not going to happen overnight, but that's okay. Because as you work on it bit by bit, I know I started to feel better after a month. I felt tremendously better as health-wise. And uh, really, I think that's the bottom line of why people might be losing weight or exercising or, you know, eating better. It's really because you want a good quality of life. That's right. That's right. You, you, you hit the nail straight on the head there. People don't know that a lot of people don't know. Some people do, but it is how it, it is how these changes influence our daily feeling and functioning. That is the, um, the immediate positivity, positive experiences in our daily quality of life that keep that drive us to keep wanting to make those changes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd like us to end with something very important because you mentioned early on in our chat here, um, mindset. Now, let's say someone's out there and they, they, they've tried a bunch of diet or exercise plan. They keep falling off, keep, keep falling off. I'm guessing maybe they're doing that thing you're talking about or beating their head off with, you know, and really it's mindset that maybe is the first step. How do they begin to kind of shift their mindset to something more positive that helps them on this journey? Sure. Well, you know, that's one of the reasons that I wrote the joy choice, but for, but to give you a, a really kind of quick finish here, I think if people know they've, you know, they've done that, that it keeps happening, that is a great indication that, that they're, that they could think about the beliefs they're bringing to their choices and to what's happening when they don't make the choices. And again, they need to, I think that they, it would benefit them greatly to understand it's not their fault. It's not your fault. You have been taught to do this. So mm -hmm. start with that new insight mm -hmm. and then experiment in the new thing you're trying, but know that when you try this time, that you're going to do it in a way that lets you be flexible when you need to, just like you are in other life areas. Hmm. Wow, this is amazing, Michelle. I mean, this recalls for me, and I don't know if this will help anyone out there, but for other issues I've had in my life that I had to work through, what helped me kind of peel back the layers and see what maybe some of the negative self-talk is or where, where, you know, some negative stuff in the past that just kind of in, you know, in my head that I'm not even paying attention to, because I don't think we're sitting here often examining our negative thoughts. But I started writing them out and journaling um, my feelings and stuff on certain areas I needed to work on. And that's what helped me bring to light some of the negative stuff I need to work through. And maybe that will help some people listening in when it comes to exercise and diet type stuff. Abs that's a beautiful suggestion. Absolutely. Well, Michelle Sager, I just have to thank you again. I don't want us to leave, though, without everyone finding out how they can get a very own copy of your book today, The Joy of Choice, and find out more about you. How can they do that? Well, they can go to my website, which is my name, michellesegar, S-E-G-A-R.com, and there's a page with The Joy of Choice, and there's even a, a quiz they can take. Ooh. So um, if these ideas resonated with you, if they feel like they could be helpful, I hope you'll check out the book. Awesome. Well, I know they will, and it'll give them just the tools to make a fabulous 2023 and not feel frustrated. They can do it. They can have the best life ever. Everyone go get the joy of choice. And thank you, Michelle, for coming to Savvy Broadcasting today. Thank you for having me. You betcha. 
Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 